This week on Ultra 64, it's up, up, and away in our beautiful, our beautiful motorboats. I mean, uh, uh, airplanes, because we're playing Pilot Wing 64 and Arrow Fighters Assault. Welcome to Ultra 64. I don't know why I was singing that in a robot sing-song voice. My name is Steve Guntley. I am certified gyro belt flight instructor Woody Saskowski. Uh, we are joined by our special guest today. Say hello, special guest. Hi, uh, Neil Crow flew in all the way from Issaquah on my uh, Icarus bird wings. Nice, nice. <laughs> Boy, are your arms tired. Hopefully oh, not yeah. too close to the sun. If you've never listened to us before, we are the Comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. Each and every week we are playing a different randomly selected game from the N64 or catalog. Or games. Or games. And then we're playing them and we're talking about them and we're flying above everyone because these games are the wings beneath our wings. The wings, the wings, wings. beneath our we have They're double the wings there. beneath our wings. That's we have right. double wings. There we go. Yeah, yeah. We're like a like a butterfly or something. <laughs> so uh, today we are talking about Pilot Wings sixty four and Arrow Fighters Assault. These are two games I've never had any exposure to at all. A lot of people are surprised when I tell them I've never played Pilot Wings. It's kind of a it's kind of a foundational N sixty four game. Well, it's foundational merely through when it came out. Exactly, yeah. but still, you know, this is one. If you were an early adopter of the N sixty four, you were all about Pilot Wings. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really played one. Uh, I haven't really played many flying games in general. I don't know. I, I tend to get a little frustrated with so, them. I mean, much in the way that sports games have, you know, your arcade sports games yeah. and your simulation sports games, mm-hmm. flight games are kind of the same way, right? Although on one extreme, you have something like your uh, um, 1942, your Raiden Fighters, sure. um, where the flying is just incidental and it's just a... You're, you're it's in a, a plane, hell. but it's, it's a just shooting yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then on the other end, you have Microsoft Flight Simulator, 9.7. Yeah, um, with accurate, you know, catheters for your uh, co-pilot in case yeah, you catheters. Yeah, exactly. I assume they use catheters, yeah. You the, the pixelated flight attendant brings gives you a choice of fish or chicken. You don't, don't have the fish. You meticulously control your hands as you eat the meal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to keep one um, hand on the take wheel. control in case the uh, pilot and co-pilot become incapacitated. Exactly. That infla- the inflatable doll that you need to inflate. <laughs> the inflatable co-pilot. So, um, and these games, I think both kind of fall in the middle of those two genres. Weirdly, yeah. I um, mean, uh, uh, Pilot Wings is—it's a very low-stakes kind of game. It's just kind of uh, uh, lightweight, no real combat to speak of. Just kind of, you know what? I, I this is a very nice summer day that we're recording this on. This feels like a good summer day kind of game. Yeah, weirdly, it's leisurely, it's relaxing, uh, and then Arrow Fighters is a little more about kapu kapu, fly fly, highway to the danger zone. Yeah, it's definitely exactly. a game if you're like a big uh, Top Gun fan. Yeah, yeah, I, I think there was a lot, a lot of genre games that were heavily influenced by that movie. Um, <laughs> totally unrelated, but I yeah. just want to f- share a fun story. We had um, in we had just gotten a new roommate in um, the Academy. college the college house that I was sharing at Flight Academy, uh-huh. um, 
and we're like, we should watch a movie with this guy to bond with him. And we're like, what movie do we want to watch? And I know, I'm like, my I, we were living, I was living with girls, and I'm like, I know, let's watch The Music Man. Everyone loves The Music Man. Sure. And he, and so he's like, I've never heard of that movie. And so he looked it up. He's like, oh, it has the same rating as IMDb as my favorite movie, Top Gun. So it must be good. Wait. And I just what? really like that comparison of like The Music Man and Top Gun have the same rating. So therefore, I mean, that's the thing. I of two movies that I would probably give a similar rating to it would yeah. probably be the music man and top gun i like those movies probably equally <laughs> but, but not in the same way i wouldn't say i enjoy this one because yeah, if top I enjoy gun this is one, your favorite movie like i don't know if the music man will quite scratch those same not itches. gonna scratch the same itch but i mean if, if you're a fan of 76 or more trombones <laughs> yeah. then uh, you'll do great yeah yeah you'll do great on that one what's uh, well, uh, yeah oh, another another story uh, as we share woody's random story time Love um, i took a flight an aviation class in high school for whatever reason um our math teacher who was the most boring teacher on earth mm, well he was uh, a math teacher yeah, yeah also you know was a flight instructor and so we was teaching aviation class at our high school mm. um and so this class was just it sounds exciting we got to learn all about like angles of attack and ailerons and adjusting all these sort of uh, aviation terms, um, but the class was just horrendous. And so, anyway, one time we were learning about navigation, and um, when you navigate, you use one of these items called a whack um, to sort of—it's kind of like a protractor or something okay. like that. I and can he, see what's happening. Yes, here. and he, he told one of his students to take out his whack, <laughs> and so my friend Scott and I just looked at each other and slowly stood up from our desks and walked out of the classroom and went into the hallway and just laughed for like five minutes. And that you just this guy's very straight-faced request for this student to remove it to take out his whack. <laughs> oh my. God. God. And that was that. That's that was my most memorable day in the aviation class. I don't remember anything else from that class. And I think we. Even but I think you got the important part. You know, yeah. like, if a plane's ever going down and you're on it, you're like, okay, I just know we have to take out the whack. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, get out your wax. Get out your wax. Damn it, we're gonna die. Uh, so yeah, like you said, when it comes to aviation games, yeah, we have the two flavors. We have shoot them all up, and we have be as realistic we as have, possible. We have three. It, it's a spectrum, Steve. Oh yeah. Aviation yeah. is a spectrum. It's, oh, like, it's true. It's like sexuality. Sure, <laughs> flying and sexuality. Exactly. That's what that's what biplanes are. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, that I'm was going a good to help one. That with was that a good, one. No. Uh, gold so star. Air combat games. I think they're almost as old as video games themselves. Uh, the first one to come to market was called Jet Rocket, which was an arcade game from 1970 that featured a realistic cockpit console and let you kind of fly around and shoot missiles. I think this is one of those. If you go to old timey arcades and you see like it's like a paper loop you know mm. like moving as a background instead of oh, actual digital neat. sprites oh. and you have a little target in front of it I really yeah. like those. really old school oh yeah game. yeah yeah very old so because that was pre-pong uh 1970 so, so pre-video yeah. games in general <laughs> basically yeah the, yeah the the exploration of like video games that are based on like physically moving things yeah that are kind of like this combination of like old carnival games and like actual video games is an interesting an interesting area that yeah. I don't know much about, but I mean, it's kind of a forgotten zone. We still play some, like you know, you have that point blank game that we play on your PlayStation One. You know, it's like yeah, it's oh like, like yeah, but I guess shooting gallery kind of thing. Yeah, totally. But I guess what I mean is like the ones where you have like a paper thing or oh, like, like actual, simulated like, motion, physical 
where they're using physical materials to simulate things as opposed to having everything. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are interesting. Yeah, there was a place uh, outside where I used to grow up in Colorado Springs called, uh, uh, well, the, the town is called Manitou Springs, and they have this old school arcade with lots of those, and mm-hmm. then they have, like, old NES games and stuff like nice. that. So <laughs> it was a pretty rad place. Um, so, yeah, uh, the Atari had several popular shooting uh, flight games, including Red Baron, Air Raiders, and Spitfire Attack. And then uh, the arcade boom in the 80s inspired some classics like 1942, which are actually still kind of yeah. popular today uh these ga- these days i think the ace combat series is probably the best known modern example of like a flying game um yeah. but there are little niche titles like the il sturmovic series which is like still really prolific on pcs and it's just like a very very realistic world war ii flight okay. game uh the flight simulator titles i'm most familiar with are the aptly titled uh microsoft flight simulator <laughs> uh the first game in that series was released in 1982 for ibm pcs i have very very specific memory. did you guys have computer lab in your schools growing up uh i uh, did yeah, yeah definitely yeah so we had a computer lab in my school where uh we have one computer that was just a dedicated flight simulator oh, computer wow. hmm. and it had microsoft flight simulator on there and uh i would always like scramble to get in line and play mm-hmm. it and then i would immediately crash and sure. die those games are hard they and are frustrating really hard really frustrating really tedious but there's always like the one kid who's super good at them like just hmm. l- landed with these little feather light touches and well i mean because Basically, they would have keyboards with just, like, tons of keys where you need to manage, like, actual very precise things and, like, make sure your fuel mix is right and things like that before you can take off. You just jam on the throttle, your plane goes nowhere. And I'd be curious to see, like, a more recent flight simulator game because, like... I feel like flights have become very automated in a lot of ways, so I'm wondering how much, like, actual dialing in you still have to do in those games. Yeah, the whole point of those simulators, I think, was basically to be like a teaching tool on how to actually fly that's why they're so dang difficult well that's a good point and you know the the taking off and the landing is like the most complicated part so oh yeah yeah in the air you know things just hold a level and just yeah i'm sure that they have sort of more mechanisms in there to make it a little more accessible to people but it's the kind of game where, like, they're not going for the market of people who want something that's simple to pick up it's and play. Very they want niche. it to be as realistic as possible. Yeah, this is very This is kind of like ham radio operators. Like, right. you, I, you almost yeah. don't even really look at these as video games. But uh, the series went on until 2014. It, it kept getting, like, remo- remakes and updates and everything like that all the way up till there. Then they kind of stopped the series, and now they're bringing it back. Uh, apparently, there's going to be one coming out on the Xbox One later this year. So, oh. you know, we can check in on that and see how automated it's gotten. Uh, do you guys have a personal favorite flying game or uh, any that you really like? I mean, like I said, I'm not a big fan of the genre, but uh, is it? Do you include like the arcade style space shooters or just the sure. simulation games? Do I say like well, yeah, either or, either or. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if we're talking like space shooters, I, I for a while years ago, I was playing the R-Type Final game. Oh yeah, yeah. R-Type's great. Just a, an excellent space shooter game. It's more like a thinking man space shooter. Sure. Okay. Where you, where you, can, yeah. you have to decide which kind of weapon you're going to need for each scenario. It's the thinking man's game when you jam on A as fast as you can. <laughs> um, Intellectually. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I feel like i probably Star Fox 64. Okay, that's, okay. I mean, and the and Star Wars games are generally quite good at this. That's true, yeah. that's well, true. Star Fox 2, and I did enjoy the pilot, pilot wings. Yeah, I, I definitely, I gotta go with uh, Crimson Skies. Did you sure. ever play it on the Xbox? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that one's great. It's an alternate universe World War One where you get to fight a giant steampunk worm. <laughs> it's great. It's so stupid, and it's a lot of fun. And really good multiplayer on that one, actually, like, okay. which is hard to pull off. Which I think we'll get into. Yeah, I think they manage it in Crimson Skies because they pull back enough on your 
uh, uh, plane that is like your plane is relatively small, but you can see the scope of uh, what you're trying to shoot at. And okay. there's lots of cool, weird lock on weapons and stuff like that. Well, let's jump into our first game here. This is a uh, pilot wing 64. And by, when I say first game, I mean, first game yeah. uh, released September 26, 1996. It was developed by Nintendo and paradigm simulations and published by Nintendo. And of course this is an N64 exclusive. So this is the first of many paradigm games. We're actually going to be discussing in addition to the other game we're playing today. Uh, the company also developed the F1 and Indy 500 racing games, Beetle Adventure Racing, which is excellent, and uh, Duck, jo- Duck Dodgers with Daffy Duck. Duck Johnson, Duck attorney Johnson. at law. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the company did not start in game design. When they started in 1990, they developed flight sim software for the military and for space program. And they had a paradigm shift. They had a paradigm oh, shift yeah. when Shigeru Miyamoto personally approached them to help develop uh, this game today. Uh, so obviously, when Miyamoto asks you to come join Nintendo, it's hard to say no to that. Uh, and this was the company's first commercial game release. Um, wow. And they, they did job. pretty well right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so as you may have noted from that release date, uh, Pilot Wing 64 was the first N64 game alongside Super Mario 64. They both launched on the same day with the system. Probably one of the cruelest, like, a cruelest place to put a game, right? Like... It's either going to be, like, an all-time classic or, like, the little brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's and like this very... one is definitely the little brother. It's it's just... So, the N64 did not include a pack-in game, right? I think it's... I think it came with the Super Mario 64 yeah, to begin yeah. with, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure I believe, it did. Dude, there yeah. weren't different, like, packs. You couldn't... You could... Could I've... you buy, like, the Super Mario 64 pack or the Pilot Wings pack? No, I, uh, Pilot Wings mm-hmm. never came packed in. But okay. you could... you could. That was the other game available on day one, so, yeah. Okay, I guess, I guess that's fine, then, because I was thinking, like, it would be a real bummer if like the only game you got with it was pilot wings oh yeah 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 because it's just it's just going to be so overshadowed it is it definitely yeah. is and you were both were saying earlier that it's interesting that the first two games on the nintendo 64 were both single player games yeah and and Woody made the good point that Pilot Wings is kind of like the tech demo series for Nintendo because they launched the Super NES with the original Pilot Wings uh, just to show off the Mode Seven technology, the kind of the early pre Star Fox like three D yeah. simulating fighting game or shooting game. Uh, so the, the Pilot Wings series has been generally well received and it's sold well, but I mean I think the games are just kind of very mild and very lightweight and tend to release on the same days as bigger, better games, so they kind of get forgotten about. <laughs> But this game was definitely a hit. It was a, it's the 42nd best-selling game on the system. Uh, 1.2 million copies sold. So that puts it right between F0X and WrestleMania 2000. So it sure. sold well. Um, and I've never really played a Pilot Wings game before. But Neil, you requested to be on this one specifically. So what, what's uh, what's the appeal of Pilot Wings for you? Well, it just it provides a very unique experience. It's like when you go into like the free flight mode, which is available on this game, and there's different. There actually is different free flight modes with different vehicles, or or anyone can be a free flight mode if you just ignore the mission. <laughs> right, that's true. Sure. Yeah, that's like but, yeah. But, any 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 road is a two way yeah. if you just ignore the signs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think what part of the magic of this game is that it's the one of the first very first open world games. Yeah, like yeah, I would say it's fair to call it that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The maps here on the world maps are absolutely huge for the Nintendo sixty four. That's a good point. It's it's quietly a very ambitious game. Like uh, it, it kind of pulls off a lot. And yeah, th- like you said, this was the game that was put forward to kind of show what the N sixty four do along with along with Mario sixty four. So uh, this one really kind of set an unrealistic bar for what the draw distance and fog would look like on the N sixty four. Well, I think they sort of made a trade-off they said okay we're gonna be very sort of we're gonna have a game that is very small 
in its gameplay yeah. to be very big in its environment. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, like, there, there's only four levels to the game, four little islands that you can play on, and only sort of three or four major vehicles that you can drive along those levels. Um, and so there's really not, like, a huge quantity of game that's here, but what is here, they clearly put a lot of work into. Right, yeah. It, it's an interesting... It's it's almost kind of like a mini-game collection in a way, but, like, the same couple mini-games, but... Uh, yeah, the, the main gameplay is just, like, doing a bunch of missions at different difficulty settings. So yeah. Like, there's, like, a class A, B... See, like pilot class, and there's the three main vehicles are like your rocket belt, the gyrocopter, and hang glider. Right. It is odd. It's kind of funny to me that this game is. It's sort of a realistic game. Like it's sort of going for a simulation type feel. Right. Like, um, yeah. But they have all these. The vehicles are quite goofy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, it, yeah, like the like pilot said, it's wings a good, for uh, um, Super Nintendo had a biplane. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, that makes sense, and like skydiving, but like this one, it's like one of your vehicles is like a jetpack that you wear around your waist. Yeah, yeah, and the on o- your back at least. Yeah, yeah, and the other one is a um, yeah, like a little copter that you sort of just sit in, but it's not like really a realistic helicopter or anything. Yeah, it's, it's like a little kind of personal helicopter. It's a, yeah, oh, very like think ultralight helicopter. It's yeah, got a yeah. rotor in the back and a rotor on top. I think James Bond and You Only Live Twice. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's it's a cool little uh, uh, device. Um, so you get... The, the gameplay basically revolves around trying to get your pilot's licenses. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you get a gold, silver, or bronze uh, trying to perform these different missions in each level. So like the beginner course in Hang Glider has you try to fly through three rings and then land safely. Yeah. And you're judged based on uh, speed, based on how quickly you get through those rings, and based on how accurately you land and your ship. And how softly. And how softly, yeah. So you don't want to, like, shatter your legs like the guy in Midsummer. <laughs> you know, you just want to, like, land gently and just touch down, and you try and be in the center of this bullseye. So yeah. I felt like in that movie, like, they clearly, that they had smashed that guy's head once. <laughs> they didn't need to, like, smash it again. Like, his head was all just mush, and then they're like, all right, hand off the hammer to the next person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, you want to be thorough. About yeah, I guess like so. You know? Nothing's worse than being awake with a half-smashed head. Oh yeah, I mean, you can look at the characters in this game and see how they get launched into mountainsides, yeah. and like, you definitely you don't want to half-ass that. Yeah, yeah, it is odd. Um, this game's mostly are pretty cartoony, but there of like your character kind of lands and their legs just sort of flail. But there is a mode oh. where you shoot them out of a cannon, and they just there's like this like sound of them sticking into the hard rock, just like a hard thunk. Yeah. And then they're yeah, just they're, not moving anymore. Their heads are literally stuck in the ground and their <laughs> legs are flailing and stuff. Oh, and when you crash a plane or an aircraft of some kind, like, you get the most horrifying scream out of your character. <laughs> I know. Like, it's a real, like, death knell. And it's like, oh, oh God. I don't know. You're this game also weirdly has a bunch of characters. Like, there's does. six characters in this game. Yeah. Which. I don't, they don't seem like they re- really matter. Well, so they, it does matter a little bit. There are different characters that are better for different vehicles. So, okay. like, the light characters, like Kiwi and Lark, they do better with a jetpack. Medium-weight characters, like Ibis and Goose, are better with hang gliders. And the heavies, like Hawk and Robin, are better in the gyrocopter. And the gyrocopter is the only vehicle that's equipped with any kind of weapons, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and, homing missiles. Yeah, you get an infinite supply of homing missiles, and you really only use it a couple times, right? It's just like yeah, a few like, bosses. Yeah, there's, like, some target shooting, and there's... Of like two missions, I think, where you have to fight 
a mecha hawk. It's like a mechanical giant robot version of one of the characters. Yeah. Which and- I don't know what the story is <laughs> behind that is. I don't know if why he has a giant robot version of himself rampaging around. I mean, I'm assuming that he built it for pleasure purposes. Sure, and yeah. And it got out of hand. It's a, he, he likes gigantic ladies. Um, well, based and, on himself. Based on himself, yeah. yes. But there's, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And the, one of the characters has a little special bonus, right, Neil? Like, you were talking about one of the characters, uh, Lark, who's... Yeah, Lark. He he looks exa- almost exactly like Nestor from the Howard and Nestor and Nestor Adventure comics from Nintendo Power. The random oh, yeah. Nintendo Power mascot. And they actually said in one of the previews for Nintendo Power for this game that mm. he was he was. Oh, Nestor. He, he's he intended go- to look like that, yeah. yeah, which would make one of only... Two games that Nestor appeared in, right? Wasn't yeah. there like Nestor's Super Bowling yeah. on Virtual well, I, I believe, he, I believe it was Funky Bowling. bowling. It was Funky but, Bowling. But unfortunately, that was for the yeah. Virtual Boy. Yes, yeah, so no one's played it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Nestor's Funky Bowling didn't become the worldwide smash that no, they intended. No, everyone to. was playing Waterworld on Virtual Boy. Yeah, you know, that's why, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, we got to do that game sometime. Wait, is there really a Waterworld game for Virtual yeah, Boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah, you not yeah, played it? Wow, man. It's a combination of things people love. You must be the only person in the world who has not played this. Oh, my God. <laughs> the thing I remember about the Virtual Boy is that there was a WarioWare game, a Wario Land game on yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was mostly just which, like I couldn't play it very long without getting a headache, which, which we'll see again in our next game. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, so in this one, if you don't want to play the missions, you can explore the island as Birdman, uh, where you just like strap on some wings and just flutter around, which is very nice. Neil pointed out it's kind of softcore porn music, but yeah. it's very soothing. It's more like. Sp- it's it's kind of like spa music now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it yeah. Is. I think spa music then, and now we think of it as like porn <laughs> that, music. That's where yeah. th- you you can go on YouTube and find videos featuring this music, and people comment about how they remembered and loved this music from years ago. Yeah, I mean, it's for when you want to like just romance your lady. You bring her over, you put on some yeah. pilot wing soundtrack, and <laughs> lay her down in front of a fire. You, yeah. you strap on your bird wings and flap, <laughs> flap, flap. I'm so glad that's the direction you went with the strap on. Yeah, part of okay. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, if, and uh, you can explore as Birdman. There are uh, no missions or points to be earned in that mode, but you can explore all the locations. Uh, those locations are Holiday Island, uh, Everfrost Island, Crescent Island, and the Little States, which is kind of like a... Lo- I think it's the largest uh, island, but it's like a little mini simulation of America. Yeah, it's like a caricature of the lower 48. And yeah. they have sort of all the major landmarks in different quarters. Including like Mario that. in Mount Rushmore. They put yeah, in Mount yeah. Rushmore with Mario's face and in it. And that's one of the secrets of, of Pilot Wings, is that if you're using the gyrocopter or the cannon if you shoot your pilot into Mario or shoot him with a missile he'll suddenly turn into Wario and turn back if you shoot again okay Oh, Wario wasn't even all that old by the no, time when this you game can't, came you out. You can't shoot the other... Pre- well, yeah, George Washington cruelly removed from Mount Rushmore. <laughs> In place of Wario. Yeah. <laughs> you can't shoot the other presidents and make them turn into other Nintendo characters. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it would have been more like that video game character Mount Rushmore you mentioned yeah. earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't shoot Teddy Roosevelt be like, Spanish-American war, my ass! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there was another mode that we didn't actually unlock in this, and that's the Jumble Hopper, which is basically puts you in giant... Uh, like jumping boots and you have to travel yeah yeah exactly and you travel across the country in as few leaps as you can and try and make it to that we didn't unlock that we have to do a little better in the main (laughs) mode 
Uh, but then uh, there was also the skydiving mode where you try to match up your formation with other people in the, that are falling in the sky. You do that by like you can accelerate and adjust yourself and hit the brakes a little bit to pull yourself back. It takes some dialing in, tilting but it's in fun. different directions, and then you just kind of sit in next to them for a while. Yeah, and then you fall once you fall below a certain threshold, then you can deploy your parachute and you try and aim it onto a specific. Yeah, target. the camera was kind of bad in that environment. Like it was Very hard bad. to see where you're going to land weird. on your parachute. In the so. other modes, you can you can adjust the camera to help you see better like yeah. in the rocket belt mode but for some reason you couldn't seem to adjust it in this mode it was weird yeah and that tends to be my problem with flying games in general is that the camera is either way too sensitive or like just aiming in the wrong place and it's a lot of like shifting and turning and making hard right turns trying to get to a person behind you you know so I mean mostly they lay out the stuff here pretty well of like the rings are generally in front of you and fairly obvious where they're gonna be um, I think the challenges as you get going become sort of kind of complicated and maybe a bit over frustrating yeah but i feel like that's kind of the trade-off when you have a game that only has about 12 levels the last ones just have to be grossly difficult to oh yeah make it worth your while well and that's also too like kind of what we were talking about how it's halfway between a sim and an arcade game because it has yeah. it wants you to be very very particular about the way you fly so it is like about safe flying as mm-hmm. much as possible but uh, it's but they're not like, yeah it's certainly characters. not in depth enough to like actually make you care about like various aspects of your plane or anything like that oh yeah yeah this is just a game that rewards you for like just putting the extra effort in to, you know, get good. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. It's a game that sort of makes requires you to make your own fun. Yeah. It just yeah. sort of gives you a little playground here to mess around in. And sure. that's generally not something I like very much. Yeah, that's yeah. I need someone to hold my hand and shepherd me and be like there's fun here. Here's the next task. Yeah. But, and I mean, yeah. I don't know. It, I, Overall, I think I really like this game. It's very yeah. charming. It's very pleasant. It, it is so unassuming that it's just easy to forget about. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just so pleasant to kind of go along, get along kind of a game. You know, there's no real tension to it. Sure. But, uh, but that's it's a very, unique That's a unique place. Like there's not many place. games that have that. Yeah, it's, it's nice like zen kind of gaming, you know, just kind of a, a, a relax and play some pilot wings, you know. Yeah, and like I said, it's weird that even though... We live in a world full of, like, open-world sandbox games. We, no game has really given me as much sense of freedom, calm freedom, as I like to call it, Hmm. as this game has. Because even in, like, Grand Theft Auto open-world games, you still have to worry about, like, accidentally wandering into some place you shouldn't be, and suddenly you've got authorities trying to shoot you down. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's true. The islands are very deserted in this game. There's really no other human characters or anything aside from... No obstacles or anything. I mean, I'd I'd be curious to play Pilot Wings Resort, uh, which came out for the 3DS in 2013, because I'd I'd be curious to see how this formula has evolved and, like, takes place, or uh, takes advantage of some better graphics and... uh, you know, I think games. These, I think you could cram a few more objectives into each level and have it be truly like explore at your own pace. Maybe yeah. kind of integrate some of the the moon system from Mario Odyssey. You know, where you're finding moons every like five steps. Uh, well, yeah, they, they, they actually do that in Pilot Wings Resort, but in a way, they I played that game and they kind of messed it up in that. I mean, it's a better island. It's set on like Wahoo Island, where the Wii Sports Resort takes place in okay you see like all the little me characters it's more alive you see them running around driving climbing mountains playing so it feels much more alive but in the free flight modes there's a timer you you have to like you only get 10 minutes to look around mm. and what you're doing is like first you're trying to find locations then like find rings and 
I feel like the rings and stuff, it's... The appeal would be more, like, leisurely exploring, right? Yeah. Yeah, they've kind of ruined the the leisurely exploring aspect by having a bunch of stuff to... They expect you to collect. I do feel like the this game also is sort of... I just feel like this game's about one or two modes short from something. This game does feel like a couple clicks short from being great because it has... The gameplay is good, the graphics are good, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I feel like there needs to be some sort of multiplayer mode or yeah. some sort of, like, some incentive for going and finding these different secrets um, just to sort of... I don't know, really open up that feeling to keep you wanting to play aside from when you get frustrated. Yeah, but there's some great, like, there's some nice Easter eggs in this game. Like, in Crescent Island, there's actually this very long tunnel with a river going through it, going up, that goes up along the mountain. It's challenging, but you can fly through it either with the jetpack or there's a video of somebody doing it with the... The Birdman wings. Oh wow! It kind of turns it from day to night, right? Yeah, there's that one tunnel in the Holiday Islands where if you fly into it, it'll suddenly change the environment from day to night. And in some of the areas, there's like stars you can find where if you touch it, you'll uh, you'll abandon the mission and go straight into Birdman mode. Oh wow! Okay, that's the unexpected virtue of ignorance. Is that (laughs) Um, let's let's move on to Aeropart. I don't think we have any more to say about Pilot Wings. The only other thing is that Pilot Wings sixty four two was actually announced at E three in ninety seven with a rough relief date of ninety eight, but it never uh, never materialized, and uh, there there was no other sign of it until Resort and the uh, most recent uh, Smash Brothers game has a Pilot Wings level, which is quite fun actually. Yeah, fly around through rings. I feel like the you know. Even though it's easy to criticize the Pilot Wings game for kind of coming out as tech demos, I feel like that's the right time to release them because that's when yeah, you're yeah. most excited about the systems and its features and willing to just kind of mess around with it. Yeah, exactly. I feel like when they come out later, it's sort of a lot less appealing. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I agree. Well, let's do, move on to the uh, flip side of this aerial coin here, and we'll play Arrow Fighters Assault. This one came out on October 30th, 1997. Uh, again, developed by Paradigm Entertainment and published by Video Systems. And this was an N64 exclusive. Uh, so founded in 1994, Video System was an obscure and rather short-lived company. They uh, mostly produced arcade games that were only released in Japan, and then they went under in 2001. So very, uh, very short-lived. Paradigm, of course, we just talked about, but uh, this marks the first game under the company's new brand of Paradigm Entertainment. They were at Paradigm Simulation before. Uh, the success of Pilot Wings drove the company to transition fully into game development, uh, which worked out pretty well for a while. They had a minor hit with the the PS2 reboot of Spy Hunter, which I played. Oh. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that game looks really cool. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And uh, then they managed a few serviceable games based on the Terminator and Mission Impossible. Uh, you know, not great, but not bad. Mm-hmm. And in 2006, the company was sold to THQ, which redistributed the staff before shutting down in 2008. So they are gone now. So I am curious, I don't know if you know anything, why this is an Arrow Fight game is one of these companies because neither of those companies were involved with Arrow Fighters before, right? Video System was, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. So that was, was their franchise. That was their franchise. I think that was kind of their only <laughs> significant franchise Got that it. came to home consoles. Yeah. But yeah, it's part of a long-running series called Sonic Wings uh, over in Japan, and we, we call it Arrow Fighters here. And itself is sort of a spiritual sequel to a game called Turbo Force. Uh, the original Arrow Fighters was released on the SNES in the states in around 1993, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's like a vertical shooting game. So yeah. you call it a shoot 'em up or a shmup. I hate that word shmup. <laughs> yeah. I prefer bullet hell. I like that. <laughs> well, word bullet hell connotes a very specific example yeah. of that kind of game. Yeah, yeah it's true. Um, yeah, yeah. You think like Ikaruga or something yeah, like that exactly. would be close to that. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, so it was mostly known... I mean, this is a genre of game that was very rooted in arcades. Very of like Because yeah. they're really good, like, to go in and put in a couple quarters for, but to spend, like, $50 for your... Uh, home console version of it, it or is seems like pretty steep. However, yeah. if you did spend $50 on your home console Super Nintendo version of Aero Fighters, you made a good choice because that is one of the most valuable games on Super Nintendo now. I believe a loose card is about 600 bucks. Oh, god damn. Um, oh, I had no idea. Just, just because it was produced in very low quantities. Ooh, and now um, I want one more than ever. Yeah, it's one of, the, <laughs> yeah, one of the most valuable games for Super Nintendo, but it's not... And the sequels are probably pretty rare, too, because they were released exclusively on uh, Neo Geo. Yeah, So, yeah, sure. they're going to be hard to find. Um, yeah. And, you know, those are... They're quite good <laughs> shoot-em-ups. Yeah. Um, they're very colorful and fun. They're, they're a lot like... They look a lot like the Raiden series. Yeah. Um, and they have a lot of weirdness to them. Like, they're very Japanese. One of the pilots is a ninja, and I just really like the idea that by being a ninja, he's somehow a great jet pilot. Like, <laughs> that those yeah. ninja skill, like the shurikens and katana skills, really translate to you shooting think he's missiles. Like popping open the, the the cockpit and just like chucking stars at yeah. people. Like I don't know. And I don't know how that translates. In the game, I noticed. I think his missiles actually did look like shurikens. Okay. Oh, they did a little bit actually. Yeah. And there's in yeah in the old arcade games, there's like a talking dolphin that you can. Um, that's one of the pilots. He's I, unlockable in this one too. Okay. Yeah. It's just a lot of weirdness in this game yeah so in this arrow fighters assault for some reason this is a symptom of in general of a lot of games when they made that transition from 3d or 2 3d they're like we need to like kind of a lot of personality is lost yeah this this one has become kind of more of a straightforward flighting flight sim with more more about like behind the screen uh, behind the camera dogfights. Yeah. And like, uh, so it plays more like Ace Combat, really. If you know Ace Combat series, it plays more like that now. As which, which, to, is, like, which is a shame. And there's a really big, I mean, probably in the same way that there was so few 2D platformers being released around this time, this sort of 2D shoot 'em up. Yeah. Also, people like, no need for this. Everything's got to be 3D. So that yeah. genre just kind of died. It did. Yeah, it really um, did. We and, only get one more, like, real example of that on the N64. Yeah, and yeah. so we get this game instead. And this game is just it's just pretty bland. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was the big bummer. Because, I mean, I was very excited when reading about this because it sounds, like, nicely weird, you know? Um, hmm. uh, like, you play as a member of an elite team of pilots recruited by the UN into Project Blue. Your mission is to stop the terrorist network Fata Morgana, which has planted a heat bomb on the Antarctic ice cap and is threatening to flood the planet. Uh, that's goofy as hell. I love that. That's like the plot <laughs> description, you know. And and like you said, yeah, you have a ninja character and you get a flying dolphin like named Whitey, uh, which like the only way to unlock Whitey the flying dolphin is to beat the entire game and all the bonus missions. Ooh. And, like, I'm almost tempted, even though it's a really <laughs> shitty game. There's like, not a I'm, code to unlock him? No, there's a code to unlock your other hidden character, but not, uh, not Whitey. It's and called, I really the want code to is it. Get Whitey. Get Whitey. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, damn it, I didn't get Whitey. Um, the other characters you get in this are, uh, you get four to choose from at the outset. So that's Glinda, Hawk, Hien, and Volk. And you can unlock two others, Mau Mau and Whitey. Uh, Hien and Mau Mau are kind of the series protagonists. They've appeared in every game. But um, 
Yeah, it, I'm all about the talking dolphin, man. Sure. He wears a little pilot hat with the ear flaps, and, even and he doesn't have ears. For that story that you described, which does sound fun and goofy, not much of that comes through no. in the game at all. No, no. A, you're even fighting a giant like mech spider in the first level, and it just feels very perfunctory, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. just not a lot of personality yeah. at all. Um, I, I don't want to pick on the technology too much. Obviously, you know, this was 1997. We weren't quite there yet. But the camera is so herky-jerky every time you try and move. It just, like, snaps around. So I was getting a pretty bad headache between that and, like, yeah. the constant rush of air sound, you know? It yeah, was... this is the interface in this game, the sort of what you look at, it just looks terrible. Even if you're... So there's two views, obviously. You can view sort of from within the cockpit, but mm-hmm. you're not actually seeing any of the machinery or having your plane in front of you. But regardless of which view you have, there's this big green overlay right on the middle of the screen and sort of green meters on each side. And there's just way too much going on. It way sort of too obscures your view of the plane itself. This is... This is supposed to be the interface that's actually in, like, fi- actual fighter jets. But it doesn't make any sense to have it if yeah. you're, you're seeing the plane in front of you as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it really it, doesn't help. I mean, I found it very hard to uh, zero in on people I was supposed to be attacking yeah. uh, and very hard to determine who I was supposed to attack versus who I wasn't supposed to attack. You get a radar, but it's not exactly totally clear. No, no you get a lot of pink dots and a lot of blue dots. Well, and that's and, the general problem I think we have with this genre of game in general is there's a lot of just flying around being like where am i supposed to go where are the enemies yeah um and this game makes an effort to sort of have like smoke or sun flare in the graphics and things like that and all of that also just contributes to making things feel too busy yeah and hard to see yeah very bad frame rate uh just kind of chugging along and uh i will say that it sounds nice like in it terms of fine it, like you get nice yeah. clear audio samples from like uh acting and then you have some pretty decent like butt rock kind of music <laughs> but you do hear a lot of like this droning afterburner kind of sound that it, it isn't as bad what was the other one that we, we hit well, in the nascar we... game yeah. yeah. When we play, well, we played a deathmatch mode. This game does have a two-player mode. Mm. Um, you know how we love the fun of the two-player Star Fox mode? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, this is like that, but much worse. Um, just because you don't... In Star Fox, you get these... You know, Star Fox is like... it. It's not trying to be super cartoony, but it gives you... Um, some goofy moves like being able to do a U-turn and a loop-to-loop through the air. I mean, air. at the end of the day, you have to acknowledge you're an anthropomorphic fox <laughs> flying a spaceship. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's a good point. Whereas yeah. this game gives you none of that. So if someone you're playing the two-player mode and someone's behind you, you just kind of fly around and get shot at the whole time because it's really hard yeah. to get behind them Yeah, until yeah. you kind of randomly crash. Yeah, when I tried, I was de- I was definitely missing the whole loop-de-loop maneuver from Star Fox. Oh, yeah, yeah, for that, sure. That was sort of our victory approach is you just fly around until the other person randomly crashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was a, surprising, a surprisingly reliable way to win. Yes. Just avoid the other person and you will eventually get confused about which part is sky and which part is ground. <laughs> yeah, even uh, though we were flying in a desert. Yeah, yeah, it was hard to tell. <laughs> Like, yeah, lots of, uh, I mean, I don't know. The dry distance wasn't too bad. It's like a lot, a very foggy horizon, but you yeah. see a good amount. There is some pop-up buildings, uh, which is, I mean, yeah. they pop up a decent amount of time before you but get the there. But so the actual environment really in which you need to fly around, and so, like, the first level, you're fighting this big walker and the ocean, and it, the level's decently sized, but sure. so much of it is just nothing. It's kind of And then, messy. like, the area where the actual walker is is pretty small. And sure, so it's yeah. like, why... Who cares how big this level yeah, is? Yeah, it's supposed to be taking place 
taking place in like a flooded uh, Tokyo, but, right? Which is why we have like buildings sticking out of the ocean. Yeah, like the six buildings that are in Tokyo. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, apparently, only six tall buildings in Tokyo yeah. that survived. Uh, I mean, the, the action here is kind of all based on points. So you collect points for shooting down enemy planes, protecting your wingmen, holding up, uh, holding on to special weapons, and avoiding damage. Uh, so hard to do. Which with also all of that. sucks in these games. That's another thing that sucks. Like, how do you avoid damage? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't, you do have like a chaff, like a countermeasure thing, hmm. and there is a loud, obnoxious beeping sound anytime something's like tracing you. you. I think, but it's yeah. kind of all the time. Like you're constantly hearing that sound, so it's yeah. hard to determine when you're actually in danger. So, Steve, what is chaff? Like, is it the I, same? I is, do they get like the stuff for the grenades by like they take wheat and then they like pull it off no, my, and then they no, put like the chaff? I, okay, I I my understanding one. is that it was like metal shards, right? Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like. Um, I think it's supposed to be, like, strips of, like, aluminum or, like, magnetized aluminum or some other metal. They just, they shoot it out, and it's supposed to confuse, like, uh, homing systems or, okay. or radar. But it is gathered from wheat, so I think you're both right on that. <laughs> okay. Like, so you, you gather the... <laughs> gathered all the aluminum shards Yeah, you the take wheat. the shards off the wheat. You do not want to eat, like, a bread <laughs> no. baked with chaff. Well, it's no. very important that they separate them. Yeah, yeah. That's why you get bloody mouth. Um, yeah, not a whole lot else to say about it, except there, there's a, uh, a boss mode in this game, which I think is the first time we've seen a boss mode on the N64. Boss mode, for those not familiar, is just what it sounds like. The you just rush. play all of the bosses in a row. But that's so weird, because the first level of this game is only a boss. It's like, when you boss. start, you're just fighting the boss, and so boss rush, you're just um, like, oh, you're just fighting the boss again. No, first of all, it's a boss and some enemies. Oh, boss yeah. mode is just the boss. <laughs> That's a good point. You get rid of those four planes that yeah. you're also fighting against. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever really liked a boss mode. I, I've only played it in, like, I, I was playing that Disney Afternoon collection with, like, the old NES games. Mm-hmm. They have a boss rush thing on there. I But I just played that for, like, the trophies, you know. Uh, it's not something I would have sought out on my own. No. Yeah, I don't really see the point of that. Um... You guys have anything else to say about Arrow Fighters Assault? Well, I can't really think, I think of much else. I think this was the last game in the Arrow Fighter series. Yeah, the company um, went bankrupt after this. Yeah. Which, you know, not to say that this was a genre that we desperately need more of. There's always plenty of shumups. Yeah. Shmups. shmups. To, to play out there, even Sounds like. like a sound effect, right? Yeah, it's like, a very oh, niche genre. Shmup. Oh, shmup. I just stepped um, in some dog shit. But shmup. I just. I think it's sad that. This game is so bland. I yeah. guess that I, I didn't care so much that it was not very good. I just wanted it to have more character. Something, yeah, and because they they have it. Like it's there. You know, your characters are weird, like Russian cyborgs and ninjas, and but, but that, we don't explore that no. at all. Yeah. And this game, I mean, I always sort of try and think of games relative to what else was out at the time. And this game came out about six months after Star Fox. It just and doesn't it's compare. So much worse it than just Star doesn't Fox compare at all. It, yeah. Even the all range mode in Star Fox, where you could drive anywhere, which was one of the more annoying parts of that game. It yeah. Yeah. to me um plays so much better than this game for Definitely. sure yeah and, and yeah I, this made me like i said i got excited reading about it because this series sounds really fun uh and I'd, I'd like to go back and find some of those older games and like play those but, they are uh, they are very fun arcadey shooters yeah yeah they sound great so i mean I'll, I'll track those down and that'll i think that's that'll be more kind of what i'm looking for but yeah i agree this one's just kind of not there it's just it might as well not even exist it's just kind of a nothing game it's only there for us to make a podcast about basically yeah. well i i think we've done that at this point so oh, let's excellent. move on to our rankings uh each week we add our games to our ongoing list uh what do you want to start us off sure 
Um, so I Pilot Wings sixty four is a neat game. It um, is. Aside from its place of just sort of being known as the be- the worst. The less good launch game for the system. Yeah. It, um, it's fun to play. It's pleasant. Um, and it, it controls well, which is what I want from this. Yeah. I think it's a little lacking on content. Um, but I'm going to put it at number 55, uh, which is right under StarCraft 64. Okay. Um, yeah. So I nice nice spot. Arrow Fighters Assault. Not a good game. Um, very little to offer. I would not want to play it much. Um, I'm putting it at number 132, which is right above Vigilante 8, Second Offense. Ooh, wow. Rough, rough. All right, how about you, Neil? You have uh, uh, three games that you've played on our show before. So you've played uh, Donkey Kong 64 and Snowboard Kids 1 and 2. And right now, that I think that's your order. of the No, your order is Donkey Kong 64, Snowboard Kids 2, Snowboard Kids 1. Yeah. yeah. Well, my personal list I've made myself, it's like, it's, like I said, it's the Venn diagram between games I've actually played myself and the games you've already played on the show. Okay. So, in my personal list, I'm rating uh, Pilot Wings number 12 between Snowboard Kids 2 and Bomberman Hero. Okay. Sure. It's, it may, people may say it's not much of a game, but it's but I still think it's pretty fun. It, it offers a unique experience. I can't get much anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Where are you going to put Arrow Fighters? Arrow Fighters, I think, is going to be my new bottom. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. Just below Quest 64. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's not very interesting. And, and yeah, it's worth noting, we need a new, we also need a little check mark to, like, did game give us headache? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This one was definitely there. Like, did we have to stop playing game due to physical uncomfortableness? Uh, right. Arrow Fighters is there. And it's the same symptom of just... The camera just sort of jerking constantly. Right. Yeah, yeah, this game. What is it, in high school? <laughs> oh! No, sorry. That was crass. Uh, for me, yeah, I, I think I agree kind of a lot with a lot of what you guys say. Uh, Arrow Fighters, I'm going uh, uh, pretty low as well. I think I would rather play it than Blues Brothers 2000, so I'm going to say number 129. Sure. Uh, which I think is a fair spot for it. It's just, you know, it's just a not, a not very interesting or special game at all. Uh, as for Pilot Wings, yeah, it charmed the hell out of me. It's really cute. It's uh, lightweight. It's pleasant. Yeah, there's really there's not a lot there, but it's uh, it's really fun for what it is, and it's very unique. I'm gonna put that at number 31. Uh, that's right below Snowboard Kids 2, and right above NBA Showtime. Perfect. Yeah. So I, I think like that's that about right. A lot. I think yeah. that's about right. Well, Neil, thank you so much for being here with us once again. Sure. We're always happy to have you. Uh, what are we playing next week, I wonder? Let me try and find uh, I that out. I believe it's the sum of all fears. Uh. It's <laughs> the day. It's Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. Oh, that was last week. That was last it's, week we're playing. Oh, we're, next I'm living week, in the past. Dang in it, past. we're recording out of order. Uh, next week, we are, uh, we're hitting the ice once again. Oh, we are playing no. a hockey game. That's why we're playing, playing Frozen. We are playing <laughs> 64 <laughs> games. And somehow we're released before the movie. It's all about health. Helping Anna give birth. Will you cut out the part where I where I accidentally said that we were playing the Tom Clancy game? Oh hell no! Okay, no, perfect. No, no, you're stuck with that. You're stuck. Yeah, you just ruined the illusion of the podcast because people know we record these out of order now. No, they just think I have short term memory problems. Uh, we played yeah. that last week.
week, yeah. buddy. It's okay. No, next Maybe week. Maybe it's um, awesome, and I just want to play it again and again and again. It could be. It could be, and that might be true about these hockey games we're playing next week because they are based on the great one. After all, mm. we're playing Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey, 3D Hockey '98, and Olympic Hockey Nagano '98. So nice. uh, we talked briefly about Nagano back in our Nagano episode, but we found out this is exactly a Wayne Gretzky game. So we decided okay, I'm to talk excited about it again. again. These games should be good. They should be fun. They should be fun. So uh, join us for that. Lace up your skates and uh, hit a puck and whatnot. In the meantime, fly, fly, fly. The pew, the pew.